Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Our show talks best practices, fun anecdotes, and the latest cutting-edge technology in our field to kick your screen printing gears into hyperdrive. Today's episode features how to market your screen printing business. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are talking about how to market your screen printing business, and we are joined with Dominic Rosacci of Superior Inc. We are joined with Seth Bruton of Printed Threads. I'm Rock US President Ross Hunter, and of course, alongside of me, as always, is our creative producer, Mr. Merrill Caps. How's it going, everyone? Awesome. Great. Love it. Stoked to be here. Such such enthusiasm for uh, whatever today is. <laughs> well, cool. Um, we want to start out the the discussion real quick, just with a few Rock US updates. Um, I, I love that Merrill scripted this for me. Um, I kind of want to read it like a commercial because it, it it reads like one. The Rock Sahara is heating up the screen printing industry around the world. I mean, I just I love this. Right? Don't um, stop. We've got Don't a lot stop. of. <laughs> Oh, should I not? The beloved trademark features remain the same as the Rock Tunnel, but now with added benefits. The Sahara boasts improved energy efficiency and thermal stability through its reinforced insulation and improved noise reduction. It has updated user-friendly software with a fresh recipe-saving system to manage exposure time and overall temperature. Listen to what that. Think? That was pretty Listen good. That. I, yeah? I just love it. Yeah, keep it going. You're keep it, you're a well, poet, Merrill. Well, you're thank you, but but it's it's your delivery that sells it. So, thank you for. Well, the, uh, the next part though reads almost like a Sunday, 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 like <laughs> sales special. That's like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. When you purchase a new Rock Sahara, get a free Stampinator to turn up the heat even more while supplies last. I mean, that's it's just brilliant. So we've got a cool, cool campaign going on on the new Rock Sahara. Um, for those of you who don't know, we made a lot of updates um, from the Rock Tunnel to the Rock Sahara. A um, lot more user friendly, a lot more features. Um, you know, bigger, bigger openings into the tunnels. You can get hats through there. Other larger materials. Uh, it's got a new uh, computer system that's the same as the computer systems on our digital uh, machines, as well as our, our Next and Eco presses. Um, so a lot more user functionality in terms of recipes and, and all sorts of great stuff. And we are running a promo um, where you get a free Stampinator uh, when you order a, a new Rock Sahara. So, so you're, you're Team Sahara. I'm Team Sahara. Where do you guys stand on this? Um, you know, I'm, I'm going with the sa- Sahara. Sahara. Okay. Seth, yeah. Seth, you're feeling that too? Sahara. All right, yeah, I'm the, on the lonely yeah. island here, but uh, I'm all right with it. Well, how how did uh, how did Matthew McConaughey say it? Didn't we didn't we do some crazy? Hmm. Uh, I think he says Sahara. Did he say? He could Sahara? go either way. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. All right, all right, all right. I mean, that was <laughs> just that was so cool. How, how hot is you guys... the Sahara? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> There you go. Is the Sahara? Roswell. Yeah, the Sahara makes. Yeah, that that. Yeah, Sahara makes more sense. Say the name of the state that I live in. Name the state you live in. Colorado. Colorado. Colorado or Colorado? Right, right. Colorado. 
Well, if if I was still going with my Texas accent, it'd be Colorado, because um, that's what we said uh, in Amarillo, Texas. But um, if I'm talking like the Californian was beaten into me, which it was for about 16 years of my life, I'd say Colorado. That's that feels right to me. It, people say Colorado because they like to have the R.A.D. in the middle of it. And it's mm. just, now that's the normal. But if you're a native, you're saying Colorado. Yeah, that's what feels right. I lived there for three years and it checks out. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the Texas way too, though. Like Colorado, like there's like no O's at all. It's all A's. <laughs> um, it's like we pluralize yeah. Walmart. We call it right. Walmarts. The Walmarts. You go to Walmarts today. The Walmarts. Yeah. You say wash your clothes or wash. I'm a wash. Oh, wash, wash. <laughs> no worse. Wash. That's, worse is that's more. Isn't that more east? Like uh St. Louis or like South. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So do people wash with their water or water? <laughs> We've totally derailed this whole thing. This is great. Um I think it's yeah, this I is what it. the people want to hear. Well, they want to hear us like making funny voices uh for 45 oh, minutes. Yeah. Well then well, like in Texas, we've got the whole like is it Whataburger? Is it Whataburger? Mm. Is it Waterburger? Like is a, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's so, water burger with the wa- washing water- the clothes yeah it's I, if i'm frustrated it depends on if i'm frustrated and then i'll say it differently right it'll be wash right. or it'll be i'm hungry i gotta get water burger <laughs> you know <laughs> but if it's casual it's like what water burger yeah let's go to water burger whatever so yeah no i like it's it. going great i like it <laughs> yeah i'm in no man uh so well, we, we got some other news too meryl let's let yeah this is what, what's our other what's our <laughs> other rock us news oh gosh uh let's see well we have uh the women in screen printing awards video coming out next week uh just sent that off to adrian today and um i think they're publishing it early next week so we'll be sharing it um I think probably Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, depending on what I get hear back from her. So look on the be on the lookout for that. Oh, it's officially Rocktober the whole month. So be sure to tag that uh, hashtag Rocktober uh, on those awesome Halloween prints and cool pumpkin carvings, and uh, we'll announce the winner of our favorite design November first for some cool vintage Rocky US swag. Yeah. I like that vintage. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just packed up my, oh, my yeah. vehicle with vintage uh, Rock US swag that's going to make its way to the Print Hustlers conference with me um, because we've got way too much OG logo stuff that needs to be uh, passed out to folks. So, um, <laughs> lot, lot, yeah, anyone that wants a vintage uh, Rock uh, gear, uh, feel free to email us at hello at rock.us and we will send you some OG gear. Are you talking OG like S-Rock? No, I'm talking to OG, like the circle, our, our circle rock logo that's no longer in existence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A back to S rock. That's for the grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I want to start out um, by letting everyone, letting our guests here introduce themselves um, about how you entered the industry and um, kind of, you know, from inception of getting into the industry just kind of how that's evolved and grown since you started so um dom do you want to you want to kick us off man sure man uh so you got dom here from colorado colorado and uh yeah with superior ink he got started oddly enough um from snowboarding 
and skateboarding rather oh, than music. Nice. Um, yeah, I started a brand called Neo Bolt back in back in the I guess early two thousands and um, slowly evolved to like producing for other brands and that's where kind of Superior Inc was was germinated. So. Um, you know, I printed with, I broke my wrist snowboarding and, and had a cast on for like seven years straight. And, oh uh, and that was mainly attributed to just manually printing and like pushing a squeegee for day in and day out. Seven years? Seven years, dude. Ooh. I kept like cutting off the cast early and just being uh. a kid, you know? Um, so for us, like upgrading to an automatic was huge because it, it saved my, uh, my limbs and, uh, mm-hmm. So we, you know, we, we switched to rock, um, in 2000, like 14 or 15, we have one of the first rocks, um, to the U S it was like a trade show press. And that was, uh, that was when we switched, made the switch over. And, um, so we've grown and we have three presses now. And, uh, that's, that's the little snapshot story for us over here. Nice. You still focused on your own brand or did that kind of evolve into you know, printing for other brands, printing within, you know, you started kind of in action sports. Did you go into that? Like, wh- where did it go from that brand perspective, kind of maturing into to where you're at today? Well, it was a different, it was a different time. Like even, you know, six, seven years ago was a different time. We would, we would not be like marketing on the internet, would be going into snowboard shops, selling right. and like holding inventory and, um, it just became more lucrative and more of a passion to like build brands for other people versus yourself. Cause you know, you're, you're focusing on one Avenue versus breathing like that life and passion into, you know, tens, if not hundreds of companies now. And so I think that was like when we fully made the switch to superior was just knowing like what our niche is and what I'm good at personally and what the brand has evolved to is, is providing that to, other brands beyond just my own. So that's, that's where Superior's we've been around for about 10 years now. And, uh, nice. so yeah, Neovolt was the brand. It's no longer there. Um, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But it's Very a good, cool, man. It's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Since, since this is a marketing episode, I have to say that Ross, we're going to have to add in a benefit of rock now in our, our marketing. It's going to have to say rock. It saves limbs. I don't know. I'm just spitballing, but no, I love that. (laughs) That's actually really clever. True story. Um, Based on true events. (laughs) And a true story. Yeah. We can even get a testimonial on that. Um, Seth, man, tell us about uh, you, how you got in the industry, how that's evolved into where you're at now. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been working with printed threads for about 10 years. Like the shop is actually 11. We just had our 11th anniversary. Wow. Me and Brett go way back. Thank you. Um, me and Brett go way back to like high school days. And anyways, we had like a small screen print operation called the Merchandise Factory, like in the early 2000s. He ended up selling that. Me and him toured for about 10 years after that with different bands. And then uh, he got, you know, found his way back to Texas. Um, I had to settle down from touring. So he started printing threads and I just hopped on board with him like I did in the past. And uh, from there, you know, I got a lot of experience in the industry, was production manager for our shop for a little bit, kind of dabbled in outside sales and all that, helped set up our screen room operations and everything. And then he moved me to the marketing role 
uh, in probably 2018 or 2019. And from there, uh, I'm actually working with the creative situation now, which is our sister design uh, agency that we started. So for the past couple of years, I've been doing marketing for printed threads. And uh, now I'm working with the creative situation. So we do marketing for printed threads and a couple of other people. Uh, Made Labs is one of them that just started up. And uh, yeah, we got a couple of other people that are kind of on our roster. So it's been exciting, which is cool. So that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Be sure to check out your, uh, the Made Lab appearance in the Women in Screen Printing Awards video coming out as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good times. So I have a question for everybody, kind of go around the room here. Can you share your your personal definition of marketing? What is the ultimate goal and point of marketing in your mind and perspective? So I'll start I'll start that one off. I always sure. say marketing is a, is like an educated form of gambling. Right. You're throwing money at different verticals and you're seeing what sticks and you don't really know the right recipe and you never will. But sometimes you hit big and sometimes it flops. And that's what marketing is to me. Dig that. You know, gambling. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It certainly it's like does all, all, fit you that. Do, all you do is like throw money at different things in one way or the other is if it's not monetary, it's like time spent mm -hmm. like things the things that you think won't be successful often are and the things that you think are absolutely going to kill it are a flop so it's just right it's just like this it's like this circle of just trying new things to see like what does well and then emulating that and and evolving that process very that's cool what, that's what i think talk about creative man i'm always like inspired and stoked on what you guys are doing and that's what's cool like feeding off uh thanks man you know, and getting inspired. So what's your form, dude? What's your definition? That's cool. So I think for printed threads, I mean, uh, and creative situation as well, like, you know, our history is playing in bands. So, you know, when you're playing in a band, I mean, that's what the majority, besides playing music, the other part of being in a band is just marketing yourself always, like constantly building your crowd and your audience. So for us, it's like marketing is building that, audience and building that community and foundation kind of that tribe um so when we come up with like a campaign or we come up with like a creative idea or something like that it's akin to writing a record and you want to have some hits on that record that people latch on to um so you know that's kind of what we try to focus on is how can we come off in a relatable way to people so that they'll approach us and become part of the community that we're trying to build you know creative community we're trying to build around us uh, so, but I totally understand where you're coming with, from with, with gambling and all that, like, uh, you know, you have to A, B your methods. You might think you have the greatest idea in the world. And it turns out that, you know, it was the other idea that you had that you thought wasn't as good that actually is working with people for some reason. But the, the main core of it, no matter what you do, because a lot of people view marketing as like, you know, a manipulation type thing, like really trying to turn heads and make people think a different way. For us, it's just trying to be more approachable to people so that they'll you know, mm. come and see what we're all about and then work with us in the future. I like that a lot. That's kind of my take on it. Awesome. Yeah. I guess I'll go. Why not? Right? Yeah. Uh, you're probably going to ask me anyway, Meryl. Russ, tell me <laughs> your thoughts on um, this. Yeah, so I love both of you guys' explanations. I mean, I think marketing can mean something, you know, 
personal to a business, I think it can mean something in a moment of what you're doing with your company. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a moment in time, but I think ultimately for me, marketing is the ability to tell a story and to make, you know, your story create alignment between your company or your product or whatever it is you're trying to market and whoever that end user is. And I think the goal isn't necessarily to trick someone. It's not always even to sell something. It's to create that story and that alignment, right? Between you and someone else. And if you do it successfully to Dom's point, when it's a, you know, it's a gamble because you never know, right? It's, it's, it's subjective. Marketing is a completely subjective thing, just like art. You know, if we all walked into a, an art museum together, you know, Dom's going to be drawn to something different than Seth and something different than Merrill and something different than me. And Dom's over there looking at landscapes and I look at him and say, why the hell do you think that that's cool? And he's, you know, he's got his own story of why. And so it's, it's an ever changing, ever growing thing. And we've got so many platforms now and so many ways to think about marketing. Um, it, it, it's, it gets confusing <laughs> at times, but, um, I think that that's definitely, you know, the end goal in my mind, I guess, to sum it up in a word, it's, it's create alignment. Yeah. Very cool. A hundred percent agree. Um, for me, it's all about creating that conversation and bringing value to whoever you're talking to in a relevant way. And that, that can be anything from entertainment to education, to just a random question. Um, it's really about a lot, again, like you're saying, Ross, that alignment, bringing in conversations that, that inspire both sides to have a mutually beneficial partnership. The eloquent with words, man, Mr. Merrill Caps. You can always take something. And I, I love, I love the way you wordsmith, man. It's, oh, thank it's impressive. You, that, that's marketing. That. I mean, maybe there's a reason for the creative producer role. I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, well, cool. This is yeah. a great way to kind of kick off uh, the next segments of our conversation. Before we get started in that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we come back, we will dive headfirst into marketing. We'll be right back. One minute is all it takes to access your free screen printing automation ready score and powerful resources to help you press onward. One minute that can change everything for the better. Get your free no obligation score today at rockus.club slash auto ready score. That's R-O-Q-U-S dot C-L-U-B slash auto ready score. Or call 1-87-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669. And I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are discussing how to market your screen printing business. We are, do jo we are joined by Dominic Rosacci of Superior Inc. and Seth Bruton of Printed Threads. Welcome back, everyone. Yo, yo, yo. Oh. Hey, we're fine hey. with the doing join. Don't cut that out. That was good. That, okay. That free okay. flowed right in. I, I didn't scramble myself too bad. You did. Fantastic, um, Ross. Thanks, man. It's yeah. those tongue twisters. Um, I did want to throw out, because I was just thinking about this, because this episode will most likely come out before the event. Um, we are going to be at, at Print Hustlers Conference in Chicago uh, this weekend. Uh, it's on Friday, Saturday. Uh, Dom, I know you're going to be there. Seth, are you coming out as well? Awesome. Okay. Yep, so we'll literally there. everyone on, well, Meryl, Meryl, Meryl won't be Great. There, sorry. Way to, way to make me uh. feel isolated. <laughs> That's fine. Um, That's fine. I'm fine. We'll have, Go you, on. We'll have you in heart. 
Thank you, Seth. I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll we'll throw out some video of that event afterwards. Uh, we're giving away a, a Stampinator um, in in the spirit of our our hot 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 month with the Sahara. So um, should be an exciting time. Just wanted to throw out that bit of news for those of you who haven't attended a Print Hustlers conference and are listening. They happen once a year. It's a, a, a more intimate uh, conference, a lot of guest speakers. Uh, it's put on by Printavo and Made Lab. Um, fantastic event, really learning more about business, um, sales. Uh, you get to hear a lot of you know industry vet, veterans up on the stage. You get to listen to me talk for five whole minutes. Um, we always sponsored the event. So phew, I, yeah, I'm going to pack a lot into those five minutes. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I think pretty much I'm going to say, here's the person who won the Stampinator. Oh, by the way, come join us uh, for pizza and uh, drinks uh, for dinner. That, that's going to be my speech. It'll be amazing. Um, but if you haven't been, come out You know, next year. You know, Google it. Take a look. It's an awesome conference. And I really recommend... That's how you learn about things like we're talking about today, marketing, sales, what people are doing with their businesses, how they're successful. Um, and uh, it's, it's definitely a much more intimate setting. So you get to network a lot more as well, which is, which is always great. Sure. With, uh, um, with another Rock Shop Talk veteran, Bruce from Printable. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're lucky and you attend an event with me and Dom, sometimes we, we leave and we go play golf. <laughs> Uh, that happened, I think, three years ago, somewhere. Um, anyway, cool. Well, let's dive back in. Um, Dom, I wanted to start with you and just kind of let the viewers know what is the marketing approach of Superior Inc. Like from like a philosophy standpoint, where did you guys start with your marketing? How do you build that foundation? And what are you telling people um, to help drive your business? Um. I think it all starts with being super connected with uh, what you stand for as a, as a culture. And I'm hesitant to, to articulate certain things because I think it's, a, it's really like oversaturated, you know, even telling your story, I feel like, yes, that is what marketing is, but it's so common now that you really have to be an outlier. And the approach that we took, like, and what I would, probably suggests this is what I've always battled with marketing is I have three trains of thought you can either go with a more agency approach who's going to like define what your company is more so and like walk that process with you um, you can go with with an individual who's like maybe you bring somebody on who's a marketing specialist or you bring somebody from the inside that maybe you grow and nurture to be like a more spokesperson for your brand um, and for me, I've always like had this complex of like, what's the best approach with that. And again, going back to the gambling, like I've thrown money in all these different hats to see what works the best. And for me, like agencies are always really good. Cause you have like a powerhouse of people that are trying to help tell your story for you, but it's, it can be really expensive. And, right. you know, it's weird, like working with big agencies, there's really good ones, but they go on like crazy tangents, like, you know, and we'll do this too, like building customer personas and stuff, but it'll, it'll, we'll take it to the end, end. Like, you know, Chad has like 700 hairs on his head. Some of them are like gray and some of them are dusty blonde. 
and he wears beach shorts on Tuesday, but on Thursday he rocks out like the jean shorts. Like a lot of those <laughs> things, it's like, dude, you're you're throwing a lot of time into money on stuff that, in my opinion, isn't always relevant. Whereas if you build it from inside your team, or if you have somebody like Seth that's just really good at like storytelling, it's often a lot more successful. Um, and so, you know, back to the question, like what is our philosophy? I think it's just having a really good understanding of who we are as a business from the people within the business and having like conversations about what makes sense to us and what makes sense to our customers based on how we operate, what we do best. And then just trying to articulate that story through the, the various channels, whether it be emails, social media, there's so many good like avenues and uh, you know, it's, it's super wild. Like the, even this, the conversation about marketing gives me anxiety because there's so many verticals now. It didn't used to yeah. be that way, you know? Right. So when we first started, like you put out really quality videos, you're going to get pretty good retention. That's not necessarily the case now. Like you have to have distribution and you have to make sure that if you spend a bunch of money on a really cool video, that's cool, but it could sit there with 20 views on YouTube and the return on investment is going to be very nominal. Mm-hmm. You have to like formulate a plan and package up the distribution side, the production of it, and um, all of the steps that follow, like the release of a video, so that it actually gets eyeballs. Because otherwise, you're just losing your money on red every time. You know, you have to like really dig deep and think about all those verticals for it to be successful and packaged together. Um, Another gambling reference I love, and actually, I want I'm gonna stop you real quick because the word red actually just kind of like pop something in my head about uh, what you were saying a little bit earlier in your answer. And you, you kind of said it's not enough just to tell your story anymore. And I mean, putting that in perspective, there's, you know, call it 30, 40,000 screen printers in the country right now. A lot of that's, that's competition. I wouldn't say it's a ton, but I mean, you know, it's a decent sized industry. We're all trying to fight for, you know, maybe similar things. And so when you said the word red, it kind of brought up in my, in my mind, red oceans and blue oceans of business. And then I went back to what you said earlier, that it's not just enough to, to make a cool video, right? Throw something out there. There's a lot of people doing that. There's, there's more to it. Um, but do you think that a part of your success is, is really predicated on the fact that you've put yourself in a blue ocean in business with, you know, a lot of your green initiatives, the way that you guys are treating, you know, not just printing, but the material that you print on, how you make it, who's making it and everything involved. Has that been a big part of what you would attribute that, that success to from a marketing standpoint? Oh, dude, a thousand percent. Um, I read this book traction a couple of years ago and that's what really like, put me on this journey. Cause you know, when you think about a brand, like growing up snowboarding, like a brand's like welcome. When I would wear that, I'd feel, and it's the same thing with music. Like you feel like part of this culture and it's, you just feel like, so a part of this thing, um, with, as I grow older, I realize like all these little niche brands and stuff kind of diminish over time, but like sustainability and being part of this coalition of people that like, really want to do better is like one huge bucket and there's a lot of people that care about it. Um, and I think we just like, I hit this wall of, 
man, how many times can you say like, oh, we we're awesome because we put out good quality. Like if you're not putting out good quality, you shouldn't be in business and everybody puts out good quality. So it's like, how do you dig deeper and really resonate with somebody and make a bigger impact beyond t-shirts? And like, I use the reference all the time, like to stay within my own domain of competence, meaning I don't really know a whole lot of things in life. I know how to like be in the apparel business and help with marketing on other brands. Um, so I stay within that lane. How can I make the biggest impact with the job that I have? And that's where sustainability was like, oh, well, I'm not going to change the world, but I can change how we do things here and inspire other companies and customers to do the same thing. And then you're all kind of collectively like in this bucket together, which is cool. And it's, yeah, sustainability has definitely like changed our mindset and also been a really good tool just to share people you know, what we do, not as a marketing shtick, but this is what we do. And then it's, it organically markets itself because people get stoked on that. You know, I really dig that Dom. It's like, it's, it's, it's an avenue to demonstrate your values. Yeah. hundred percent. Very cool. That's awesome. Seth, same question. Um, that, that was great, by the way, Dom, like that was a lot of that was like nail on the head. Um, but, uh, yeah, with printed threads for us, it's, you know, participation is a big part of our philosophy, uh, like being there, um, getting involved with the people that we want to work with or um, we want to be around. Uh, I think that education is a big part of our marketing uh, drive, um, you know, answering people's questions or giving them the resources to answer the questions themselves before they even come to us. And then I think the other thing is just relevancy, like, you know, and that's probably, that's a really difficult part because it's part of the creativity part of it. You know, like we want to kick up a little bit of dust and we want to make a little noise to get noticed and, you know, look interesting or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but I think the big key turning point that, that really changed our mind about marketing was the participation factor. And because of that, now we work with organizations like Visit Fort Worth. So if there's like, you know, if something needs to be hosted, you know, fortunately we have a space where we can host that event. Or if they need, you know, live printed t-shirts or something like that, then we can get in the mix and it puts us in the presence of other people that we can network with. Um, you know, it's, it's those kind of partnerships that, we, that, we're, that we've been forming over the years. And it's simply just because we showed up to say, like, there's an organization called Here Fort Worth uh, that kind of... Uh, focuses on the whole music scene in Fort Worth. So you just show up and hang out and meet people and figure out how you can help each other. Because, you know, I also, I feel like Fort Worth is a bizarre community where people really do, artists really want to help each other. We don't want to compete with each other. We want to figure yeah. out, you know, what that is. And uh, so, you know, it's one of those things, like if you're standing back from the crowd and trying to get their attention with, you know, a big billboard or a big sign or something like that, you know, it's, it's going to work. But if you actually get down on the ground level with, you know, these kind of, you know, with these little parties or these little hangs that are happening or, you know, something like that, even, even if you don't know anyone there and you kind of poke your nose around and you're like, you know, what's going on here? Um, what relationship can I build? That's, that's a big part of our philosophy is just being in the mix and, um, one of those relationships fantastic um and it's the other, yeah. the other thing too with marketing is 
for us is it's very, uh, how can I word it? We're not sitting here just trying to sell t-shirts and sell the products and all of that. Like we're trying to, you know, build, build trust and form relationships. Like even if we can't help somebody with t-shirts, like can they rely on us for, you know, help in another way or something like that. And that's, that's what we want. Community building. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. A couple takeaways, Merrill, before you cruise back into this, if you don't Mm -hmm. mind that that were kind of interesting. Um, you know, you kind of said, Seth, like you can't just put a, a, a billboard up anymore. And it's interesting, you know, for a lot of people getting into business for the first time. I mean, you guys are veterans, you've owned your companies and worked at them, you know, 10 plus years. Um, a lot of our listeners out there, you know, people that are just getting started, right? They just got their first auto or maybe they're not even there yet. You know, they're here listening, you know, to, to you guys saying, man, this is where I want to be. And uh, a lot of times, you know, folks get into business, it's like, okay, you know, I need a website. I need a, a Facebook handle and an Instagram handle. And, you know, God, these days, a TikTok handle and a, who I don't even know what all the social apps are out there, but um, you do all that. And it's more or less a glorified business card because no one really knows about you. I mean, there's right. ways to go viral and people have done it. But I love what you said about getting out in front of people and joining groups in your community, you know, in your state, uh, in your own industry. You know, we just got done talking about, uh, you know, the event that's coming up this weekend. And it's like, you guys are both going to be there. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Right. And even networking Mm -hmm. within your own industry provides you that continued education. It, it, It gives you ideas that you didn't have before. You find so many time entrepreneurs, I mean, I'd say the really successful ones are all about self-growth personally and then within their business. And that's all through networking. It's all through people meeting people. And I think that that's just such a huge takeaway that people forget that marketing isn't just sitting behind a computer and pressing buttons. That anymore, I think it's become almost more important to get in front of people because we all sit with these damn devices in front of us all day. I mean, COVID even made it worse. We're doing everything on Zoom, you know? I mean, so you don't have that human interaction happening. And I think that people thrive off of that so much more than than we want to give credit to. Because it's always, you know, how much money do I want to spend on this ad to run on Facebook? And it's like, had you met that group ahead of time and worked with them and then you promote that way? And then like, oh, that guy's awesome. I love that company. They were at this event and they did this thing. And you know, whatever the case may be, it takes that marketing piece or what we would consider marketing in today's day and age, and it makes it tangible because you've been there in the flesh. You've done something. You've you've helped tell that story. So uh, really yeah, great said. You know, I, I appreciate that. I just wanted to sum up what I heard because that, that, was, um, that was really refreshing to hear. Most definitely. To piggyback on that idea, uh, something I've witnessed that works so well for, at least from the outside, looking at printed threads that I really admire is all of the little analog things that y'all do, like, like the bicycles, like the events, like you were saying, um, something so uh, kind of trivial as a bicycle um, can have such a profound impact as it has for you all. Can you, can you speak to that a little bit and also speak to how these initiatives form, were formulated and how uh, these little things like that has affected your bottom line and outreach? Uh, I feel like a lot of the 
you know, the, the bicycle thing for people that don't know, we have a small fleet of like six cruisers that we, uh, you can go see them on our Instagram, um, that we had, you know, the creative situation pinstriped them and they look all nice, but, um, you know, it was two, it was twofold. Uh, one of them was, you know, really for me, like I ride bikes a lot and being able to ride a bike is it's, it's fun. It's freeing, you know, it's like something that you did when you were a kid and it takes you back to that time. And, you know, but it's also like where we are in Fort Worth now, it's a way for us to just simply get around the neighborhood uh, and a fun way to get around the neighborhood for lunch or like, you know, running errands or whatever. And, uh, and also because we branded these with like, you know, um, the printed threads vibe or whatever, you know, people in the neighborhood are going to see that and they're going to be like, that's weird. What is printed threads? Is that mm-hmm. a bike shop? Is that, you know, <laughs> it's just going to make them question it. And maybe they'll get on Instagram or maybe they'll get on Google and they'll be like, Oh, you know, or maybe they'll be like, Oh, that's that huge black building that I saw around the corner. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, and then that just kind of, it's like, Oh, okay. These guys are in the neighborhood, you know? And, uh, when they find out that we do custom merchandise or host events or, you know, stuff like that, um, then, you know, we've, we've, I wouldn't say we've made a customer, we've made a neighbor, we've made somebody who mm. can, can, tell other people about us and kind of signal boost that. So, but I think with like kind of going back to the, the soul of like things like bicycle, like, you know, things like um, we have like a custom branded foosball table. I feel braggadocious talking about that kind of stuff, but no, a lot of it comes I, down to, we want to have fun, you know, right, like, um, right. you know, we don't want to have like the, the Google style, like, like, Oh, this is such a fun place to work, you know, whatever it's screen printing is hard no matter what you do, no matter how fun you make it. But, um, you know, Brett is a really fun dude and he'll have these like whim ideas where he's like, you know what, I'm just going to do this for people. And some of us will actually stand back and be like, you got what? But then like, you know, we have this like little golf green. Um, it's a cross between a little putting green and ski ball, you know, but sure enough, every time somebody passes that thing, they take a golf ball into the little hole, you know? So, um, it, it kind of keeps the morale up and that's kind of internal marketing, you know, marketing isn't just going out of skin, but, um, but it also just kind of reminds us to have fun with what we're doing and not take it too seriously. You know, mm-hmm. like just remember that we're all here, you know, we're all here to run a business for sure, but we're also here to have a good time, you know? And I also feel like Brett is the kind of guy that can attest to, to that vibe. So no yeah, doubt, you know, no doubt. It's, it's definitely creating an experience uh, and you all do yeah. such a phenomenal job at that. And what I, I really, really appreciated what you just said a moment ago about calling, uh, not, not creating a, um, a customer per se, but you're, you're making a friend, you're making a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's something that's very special to, or very important to us. And we're very intentional about that. We completely got rid of the idea of calling anyone customers for us. It's, we try to totally dive into the philosophy of your partner in print. Um, and, and mm-hmm. just to constantly demonstrate and reinforce that that is an ongoing relationship that we're not here for the sale. We're here for the long term. Um, so I, I really dig that. Um, and thank you for bringing that up and to shift ideas slightly, I'd love to hear like kind of the origin story of the creative solution and how, um, how that kind of broke open the idea of made lab situation, man, the situation. Yeah. <laughs> S- okay. Thank you. Situation. Yeah. 
it is the yeah. situation. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the creative situation, um, the 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 origins of it are steeped in cosmic mystery. Um, that's what we will tell you. But uh, <laughs> anyways, it's much. It's mostly steeped in like Black Sabbath and wanting to draw skulls all the time. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, we uh, so with what we were doing, you know, between um, our creative director at Printed Threads, uh, Alex, um, creative director at the time, and then I was doing the marketing stuff. That that was our creative hub. And we had our friend Paul that we've worked with for a very long time. Um, he actually came up with all the branding for printed threads. He had his own branding company. And uh, anyways, we wanted to take what was what we were doing for printed threads and be able to help other people with that. And then to also kind of move the design wheelhouse out of printed threads and into something else um, so that we could help even more people. So um, anyways, Brett partnered up with Paul and uh, then they brought me and Alex over into the creative situation. And since then, we've added our, our friend Brody. Um, and we're hoping to grow a little bit more in the year. But um, yeah, it's just Shout taking... Shout out to Brody. Awesome, awesome dude. That's right. As you are. He's right around the corner. And uh, anyways, yeah, so we're taking that and we're helping brands with their branding. And they're just overall kind of aesthetic look and you know, how we can voice you know, their, their appearance. Uh, web design and a little bit of web functionality and then uh, custom design. And then we're helping with a little bit of social media marketing uh, and content creation. It's been a real fun year. We work mostly with breweries and, uh, you know, bands that need shirts and, you know, kind of what you would How do. could that not be fun? But, uh, Beer and right? music? Yeah. Sounds terrible. <laughs> I can't complain guys. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty rad. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, but we kind of took like the philosophies of printed threads, uh, and kind of like transitioned them over to this this new thing. And it's definitely a new, like we're still like growing and establishing ourselves as a company. But um, but yeah, it's been real cool. And we'll be giving a little talk at Print Hustlers, you know, I think Saturday morning. But, nice, yeah. awesome. I look forward to hearing it. All right, so I got another question here. Um, this is for, for everyone at the table. What have been some of the most rewarding marketing efforts you've been a part of? And what have been some of the most least successful marketing efforts? This would be Dom spinning the uh, roulette wheel and betting on black instead of red. Um, what are those moments? Man, I'd have to think for a minute. I know, I know one of the bad moments offhand. We uh, we came up with this like concept to to get like old ink cans and essentially like pack them with um, like branded apparel. Like, would take all these prospect companies that we wanted to reach out to, nab their logo off Google like a crappy JPEG. And then DTG it in the middle of this sick design. And we put this whole care pack together, got their addresses and literally like hired a courier to take them to like 150 places around the city. And I was like, the conversion on this is going to be astronomical. Like we're probably going to have 99 out of a hundred that convert and spent a ton. I think like our cost per piece was like 30 or 40 bucks times a couple hundred and then all the time and the creative that went into it. And it, like, we didn't get one call or email out of it. Like there was tokens in there. Like it was, it was my greatest and grandiose marketing scheme I've ever come up with. 
and it was like putting a thousand bucks on black and flopping. And like, that's just an example of, um, you know, how you can go super all in on something. I love, I've gamble referenced every, everything here, but that's the reality of it, man. Um, but yeah, you can put so much like sweat and equity into something that you believe in and then it goes the opposite way. And then you do something like silly or stupid, or you just highlight like a certain individual and that gets the most traction. And it's, it's, it's not a bad thing, whether you're successful or you fail at certain things, you just got to like really build on the ones that do good and then form little variations of that. And you find like a really good little recipe that you end up kind of having like a baseline. Um, I can't think of a really positive one. What's one for you, Seth? I know you got some bangers in there. I'm trying to think of uh, like super marketing tragedies. Um, I will say that we play that we play it kind of conservative, like as far as advertising goes. So we haven't had too many losses there. Um, and luckily, I don't think we've had any embarrassing. I'm sure that Brett could probably remind me of a time that I did my job bad. But uh, <laughs> but um, I can't think of any like super, super failures that we've had. Um, as far as like good things uh, that, that were fun, you know, our, uh, you know, it's content creation. So it's those Pantone matching videos that we do. Oh, I love them. Um, you know, that's thanks. Yeah. They've, they've always been a blast to make. And, you know, we work with uh, one of our buddies. He's one of our outside content creators and um, he like, we've known each other for years and he has a real knack for, editing whatever it is that we spit out on camera and making it look crazier. So when we finally get the you know final product, we have no idea what we're going to expect. But so that stuff is new to us when we see it. But, um, but you know, that's always been something that's pretty rad. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that we did was, I think it was the, the month of August, we decided to like focus on our staff and, you know, we've, we've had the luck of being able to grow a lot in the last year. And it was just funny because as we got to the end of the month, we were like, oh no, we have more people than days in the month. So we got to start kind of spitting this out. And, um, you know, that one was really cool because I really feel like, you know, obviously the staff got to know each other a lot better. Um, and then our customers got to know who was actually making the shirts and be reminded that we're not just this factory in a box, um, you mm-hmm. know, sitting on I-35. And, um, you know, that was something that was, uh, you know, just kind of wholesome, you know, for printed threads and for the team kind of brought us back from trying to spit out all this like super creative stuff. It was more about, uh, more about people. So, you know, yeah, luckily we haven't had too, too many marketing failures. Um, really for us, it's, it's just all about the consistency. Like we just have to constantly yeah. be sticking do to our you, schedule. So do you feel like you go, um, like your foot on the gas pedal and then business picks up and you're like, Oh man, we like, we need to pump the brakes on the brakes a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, this past year has been kind of, kind of an interesting thing. Cause it's like, what do we really need to do with marketing at this point? If we've hit, you know, our production cap, um, because we, we don't, we don't like to say no to customers or to Mm -hmm. people. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, it's like, how, how visible do we need to be right now? Or, you know, all that stuff. But a lot of our foundation is kicking up dust. So even if we are busy, we'll still make sure that 
we'll figure out a way to show people, Hey, we're busy. And it's not really a braggadocious type thing. It's more of just kind of like a, thanks everybody for putting your orders in. Also, if you have orders in like, you know, understand, you know, 2020 is 2021 is, is a weird year. <laughs> so, Indeed. Yeah. That's a kind of an awesome segue into this question I have. Um, how do you guys discern whether or not a marketing initiative is successful? Uh, and how soon do you take an inventory after you deploy this initiative to analyze the data and modify per what the data suggests? That's a good question. I mean, it depends on the, it depends on the campaign. Like if you do an email campaign, you're going to know the results. You can AB test it and learn from that and what, what does and doesn't work. But some of these ones are just like, sometimes you like don't see the results for months. And then by the time you like get the business, you're like, oh man, I don't even know how that came. Um, I'm not a very analytical person. So it's, it's hard for me to, to really like nerd out on numbers. It's more of a gut feeling type thing. Mm -hmm. um, but like, we haven't done marketing in a long time just because we haven't had the capacity and we don't want to get in a situation where we're over promising under delivering. Sure. Um, so it's a weird balance. Like, I feel like we go super hard. It, we're like, oh, we need to get business. And we go super hard on marketing. And then you take your foot off the gas pedal again. And it's just like this weird ebb and flow of, of going in and then, you know, pulling back a little bit. At least that's, that's what it is for us. I wish we had a little bit more consistency. But um, when you are at that times where you're like, we need to get business through the door, you're just throwing everything. You're like, oh, this worked before, this worked before. And you're kind of just uh, throwing darts, but that's, that's the superior philosophy. I don't know that it's the right one or I wouldn't suggest it necessarily, but it's just constantly a learning evolution for us. Grounded in intuition. Yes. I dig that. It's a cool balance. Yeah. Seth, how about you guys? Um, I would kind of have to agree with superior with, with Dom and everybody. It's kind of a, especially during these times, um, you know, you definitely have to, keep keep a pulse you know on like what is currently trending or like what y'all are uh you know what what your shop is, is dealing with but i was saying before consistency with content like your instagram like your instagram page or something like that use that as your portfolio so even if you don't have a million followers or even if you don't you know feel like you're gaining more and more just keep consistently putting that stuff up and be as creative as you can with it um you know, like we, we geek out on numbers a little bit. Like I like to see impressions because that's really, you know, who, how many times you're getting people to turn their heads, you know, mm -hmm. but you also have to understand that the more noise that you make on social media consistently, people are going to reach out to you, uh, like in your DMS and stuff like that. Sure. Someone reaches out to you in your DMS, like jump on that immediately. Cause that like, I think HubSpot has an analytic that says something like, nine times out of 10, if you reply back within the first 15 minutes of them hitting you up, it's going to be a guaranteed sale. So it's the reverse of traditional sales, you know, instead of having to talk to, you know, 10 people and getting one sale out of it, you're talking to 10 people at one time, and then you're getting like, you know, eight or nine sales out of it. I fully agree with that, but it's also been like the thorn in my side, you know, it's like the DM oh, yeah. are just like, you'll maybe get like a good nugget out of like a ton of bad ones. And we've always had a really hard time, like finding the right staff to nurture those relationships and not burn bridges, but also be like, eh, I don't want to answer this. You know, you got to like have somebody that's motivated. Yeah. No. Yeah. So 
kind of, yeah, the, the sense of urgency. Um, so basically the way that our system works is, you know, we don't handle any kind of sales or anything like that over DMs. Um, it's not the place, but I immediately refer them to our office and have, you know, one of our sales reps start taking care of it. And they're good about like figuring out who's serious about actually putting an order in or who needs, you know, this, they're good about the right kind of questions because a lot of people don't know what they want. So they can figure out what it is the person actually wants. And then we can move on to the next customer or, you know, we can help that person however we can. Like the, the, my favorite, What's is, that? Uh, yo, you print t-shirts? That's the DM. Oh, yeah. Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Answer this. And just respond you just, back. You just gotta I, know tell him. I know a guy. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just say yes. Like the <laughs> discipline, like that's where a marketing and customer service like juxtapose because like the people marketing, they're the creatives. Like it's really important to have a network of people like Seth said to like, to finesse those things, you know, and that, you know, you, you spend all this time to get these impressions and get these leads. And it's frustrating as a business to have people like tire kicking is what we call it, where it's like, they're never going to convert. Yeah. They're just digging around and have extra time. But you know, you got to have somebody to like have a, have a net to collect those leads that you work so hard for whether they're good or bad. Sure. Oh, who do we have here? Exactly. Yeah. We have a, a, a newbie with us joining. Who's uh, this? Yes. My uh, four month old daughter, uh, Arabella Gray. Uh, Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Joining Arabella. us because we are running a little bit late with Shock Talk today and her mom has got some business to tend to, so um, we got a little co-host here. All right. Well, happy to have you. Do you have any questions for us, awesome. Arabella? <laughs> uh, we got one laugh for the first time. Uh, let's see. Last, it was like three days ago. Nice. It was a good, solid one. I got video. Uh, Asher, my son, uh, who's six, was being pretty hilarious and jumping all over the place, and she just started cracking up. So that's, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's that was our first quote talking ish kind of moment very cool uh, should yeah. we take this opportunity yeah. and take a, a quick commercial break and uh, when we come right back we will continue to talk marketing and screen printing we'll be right back great news rock nation for a limited time your new rock sahara conveyor dryer that features independent conveyor split belt control and enhanced airflow currently comes with a new and improved stampinator included whether water-based plastisol or digital you're ready to stamp cure and add special effects and dry like the pros rock your way online at rock.us or call 1-87-ROCKET-NOW that's 877-674-8669 I want to welcome everybody back to rock shop talk your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing today we are talking about how to market your screen printing business and we are joined with Dominic Rosacci of Superior Inc and Seth Bruton of Printed Threads. I'm Rock US President Ross Hunter. Alongside me today is my daughter Arabella, Miss uh, Four-Month-Old and of course our creative uh, producer Mr. Merrill Caps. Welcome back everyone. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so we we're kind of talking in the break Dom, you had some extra thoughts that you wanted to share um you know on our last question here uh why don't we pick back up with those thoughts sir yeah i just wanted to um take a moment to acknowledge and talk about you know the difference of dirty marketing and mm -hmm. when, when i say dirty marketing it's probably not what you're thinking i i think what i've um kind of like heard and seen a lot of is like you know there's 
I think it really shows going back to your values and having good morals and really just being honest and genuine with who you are as a brand, highlighting the employees that make your company. Um, and there's often like rock stars that kind of climb from, from the trenches. But in terms of dirty marketing, I think there's a lot of shortcuts and easy ways to emulate what other people are doing. And I think why like Superior Inc. and Printed Threads, um, you know, Oklahoma Shirt Company and Kong, like I, I feel like we're all in the same kind of like bucket of just just friends that like to BS and have fun together. And we can kind of just riff off what each other are doing and get inspired. But there's also ways to, you know, with SEO and things behind the scenes to really capitalize on other people's successes and maybe like not an ethical way. And I'm not saying this is like happened to us or I'm bitter about it, but I just think going back to being a really genuine person and highlighting all the like fun aspects of your organization is probably the most healthy way to, it may take a little bit more grind and have longer like returns. But I think often when I've found shortcuts and people um, just like little quick like tricks to try to get get to the finish line is not necessarily the way to do it and that that often comes with like seo and just just kind of like biting on content you know there's there's a way to get inspired and and elegantly do something similar versus just you know straight taking that and and so i think that's just important and, and people read into that really well it's like are you guys being genuine and authentic or you're just doing something that somebody already did and, and it's it's easy to read into it. So for people just starting, with that being said, it's hard. You know, like if you're if you're just starting in this industry, there's a lot of, you know, no pun intended, rock stars out there that are doing a really good job on marketing and other shops that just do really rad stuff. So it's it's important to to take that in vibe on it, be inspired, but like put your own twist and you'll naturally and organically grow your own roots, you know? It's really wise, Dom. Thank you for saying that. That's a very important thing to interject you know, here. I just, I just did remember a funny marketing thing. It wasn't necessarily like a failure deal um, when we were talking about that earlier, but with the, and I wouldn't necessarily call this like dirty marketing, but we did have this like weird anomaly where, you know, back when, when the shutdowns hit and all that stuff, we were scrambling, trying to figure out how to, how to keep the shop afloat. Um, and we figured out to do that, we got to help other small businesses, you know, stay afloat as well. So we started the fundraising thing and we came up with this graphic that we spit out pretty quickly. And it was insane how that graphic caught fire. And Dom, I don't know if you've talked to Brett about this ever or anything like that in y'all's conversations, but, um, but, or he like showed you any of the posts or anything like that, but it was, uh, it was just interesting to see people had completely ripped off our graphic. Oh, I kind of remember that. Just like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely just a three-step process for fundraising, but it, it caught like wildfire. And, you know, our thing was kind of like, man, this is, you know, it was kind of like our idea to like stay, stay afloat where we are. And we're super stoked that it helped. It ended up helping a lot of shops, which was amazing, you know, but it was also kind of one of those things where, you know, we were like, we kind of wish that people could have come up with their own way to spin it. And there were a lot of places that did uh, spin it 
like in their own like very elegant very rad way um but it just kind of crazy to see like how people just take something and they're just like almost use it verbatim or whatever so yeah. you know like again we're not hating people for doing that but it was definitely like a crazy thing uh to see just like right off, but and i totally easy I, it can I agree with, yeah you know with the dirty marketing thing too and the seo like yeah you know people need to be you need to be honest and organic you know with with your business and not and not try to take jabs at competitors so directly as to put that in the back end in the seo to try to divert traffic away from you yeah for sure so, you got a good that's point. one of the things i know we take big pride on and what we do is really keeping it above bar. I mean, just like you guys in screen printing, you know, from the machine manufacturing standpoint, we have some competition. There's not a lot of players in the industry. There's four or five. And, you know, our goal's always been to stay above bar. It's about us. It's about our partnerships with our partners and what we're doing and, you know, not saying, Hey, we're better because of this, this, and this about another company, you know, it, it's either about the tool or it's about a relationship and, and that's it. And, you know, every other manufacturer out there, they have great businesses. And I think that that's a really special, cool thing about our industry sure. is, you know, it's all great. It's just, you know, where do we fit and how do we talk to, you know, our potential partners in order to tell that story. And that's what gets me back to that story. It's like, if you want to be a part of our story, you know, and you want to rock, right. Then you know it. If if, right. if you don't and, you know, you go another direction, we support you. And I think that that's what's cool about what you guys are talking about. It's 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 not people see through talking smack. People mm -hmm. see through the dirty tricks. People see through and it's actually counterproductive sure. to what you're trying to mm -hmm. do. People do not want to work with people yeah. like that in general. So um, really good tidbit of advice there. Don't absolutely. slam your competition. Yeah. Um, you know, absolutely. Uh, on that topic, I do have a follow-up on that. How how do you guys think that the industry as a collective could better support it, each other and self when it comes to marketing? And what do you see coming out in our field that you would like to change, if anything? I think there's like, to, to be frank with you, I think there's more support than there's ever been. Almost like, almost to the point where it's overwhelming, you know? Um, mm hmm and there's really good avenues. Like we have a, a Slack channel between a bunch of shops and that's probably where I get most of my best information and advice between business owners and we support each other wholeheartedly. But man, there's so many groups now that I can't even, I can't even check in because I don't have like the bandwidth and capacity to, to be in every single, I just get overwhelmed. So I kind of almost like jump back to where it used to be 10 years ago where you're kind of in your domain doing your thing. And then you like start missing your people in your community. And that's why you go to print hustlers. And that's why you go to ISS and you get your, you get your like fix of, you know, letting out your frustration with your buds and different people in the industry. Even if you're just getting involved in the industry, everybody's so rad and inviting in this, in this business that you, you pick up friends super quick. So for me personally, that's where I get most of my support, not necessarily like social media handles, because that that can do some that can do some damage, I think, just as much as good if you get too sucked in. For sure. I mean, my my one thing is it it goes right in line with that. You know, it's it's uh don't look at 
another print shop as your competition. Like, look at it as co-opetition. Like, um, don't, like, whatever you do, don't don't talk trash, uh, especially with how tight knit our, our industry is, you know? Like, it's not going to help. And, uh, you know, you figure out, you got to figure out a way to help help your competition without, you know, directly profiting them, I guess, because we're all here to make money. But uh, those are those are the guys that are going to help you get out of a bind. Say if, you know, a piece of equipment fails, say you got a press or a dryer, or, you know, uh, an exposure unit or something like that. And what are you going to do? You know, and uh, ironically, one, at one point, you know, printed threads was in a warehouse little complex that actually had two other screen printing shops in it. And you had to pass those screen printing shops to get to our print, our print shop. So anyways, uh, instead of just like picking on those guys and instead of making fun of them or, or trying to steal business from them, you know, we figured out how we could help them just as a shop. And they bailed us out of plenty of, of situations. You know? awesome. So that's a, you know, the, it's, our industry is great about community and I just wish, I just hope it grows more and more. Excellent. I want to kind of shift, uh, thank you for that, shift the conversation a little more towards uh, kind of the elephant in the room here when we talk about marketing, and that's metrics. Um, so I would love for you to share with the audience here kind of like where you receive your most traffic, whether it's your website, word of mouth, social media, emails, et cetera, as well as kind of your overall uh, social media strategy, uh, posting cadence, how you decide on voicing and that kind of thing. I'll I'll let Seth start that one off. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, thanks, Dom. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for us, you know, we have a regular cadence. We try to post like you know three times a week across Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, mo- most recently, you know, I have been trying to post up more reels because they're getting the rewards out of the algorithm for Instagram. You know, we're like, I have not started a TikTok for us, but I need to start a TikTok for us. Um, but we get most of our engagement off of Instagram. And those are the metrics that I'm paying attention to the most. Uh, the other source that we get is honestly off of uh, organic search, um, off of Google and website traffic. Uh, so we have a lot that comes in through Instagram and Facebook and then a lot of people that just find us locally. So I can tell you that when we moved into this building, and I know I talked about billboards earlier, we do have a huge mural that faces the highway uh, on our new building. And that has turned a lot of heads in the traffic jams, I guess, <laughs> because right, when we moved right. out here, all of a sudden we, we had a lot more people knocking on our door and being like, what are you guys up to? So, um, but, you know, yeah, I think uh, it's really, metrics are so hard, especially regarding Facebook and Instagram, because they change the algorithm so much. and you know, there was a period where we were getting like crazy, crazy engagement numbers. You know, we have around 20,000 followers and uh, then one day it just, it just went completely dropped off, you know, wow. and uh, there's no explanation for that. We right. weren't doing anything different, um, you know, so you kind of have to roll with the punches on that and just stay consistent with what you're doing because it's going to come back up because eventually it did. And I don't really have an answer for that. It's more, you know, Say a prayer to the algorithm lords. Al Gore's rhythm. It's like to I make it sound like it just Al yeah. Gore's rhythm. That's right. Right. So, and I uh, the news today, Facebook is changing their name next week potentially. Really? Uh, yeah. Seriously? Yep. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yes, indeed. Stay what's tuned. It, what's it going to be? Haven't what? announced it yet. Facetube. 
Right. Phase no, two. I, 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 it'll be a very interesting Please, lesson no. in marketing um, because of, you know, the, everything that's been going on with that company for uh, the past few months in our culture and, and how they're kind of like re, trying to reshape that is going to be very fascinating how they use this tool to do that. So we'll see how successful they are. Mm. Um, now, Dom, do you have a, do you have an answer for that? I don't know, man. I try to stay out of it, to be honest. Like I, I just, the reason I say that is like, if I'm the one that's actually pushing an email campaign, I, I am so invested in this company. It's just every, it's my identity that if sure. somebody subscribes, dude, I'm like heartbroken. I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought we were friends, man. I try to, <laughs> and, um, so, and, but that goes back to my initial thing, opening it up is like working with an agency versus we chose the path of um, working with people internally and just having like a really good analyst and small marketing team that is, that is able to do that. So I can't speak on it with a hundred percent education. Um, but again, I always default to like going with my gut and intuition more than the numbers, you know, um, I have a pretty intimate relationship with some of my big, bigger customers and know where they came from. So I kind of know like, all right, we get our little dogs from this avenue, we get our medium size, and then our biggest customers are probably not coming from, you know, this channel or this channel, they're coming this way. So um, I will say this is not related to marketing, but ironically enough, some of our biggest accounts have been phone calls that like are after we closed that I was just like, yeah, I'll answer it. And it, it's just weird. We have that joke that like always answer the phone um, at <laughs> random times because you never know who it's going to be. And I think you need to be kind of a savage when you're first starting, like of marketing yourself, like have the discipline to bring up conversation as much as possible because you never know who you're going to talk to that could convert into something. Um, For sure. I, I dig that. How do you guys uh, discern or kind of label what makes a good marketing KPI for your company? Oh, uh, we, it's funny. We've never had like super hard goals as far as KPI goes. Um, it's more, it's more so based off of just the touch points. You know, it's less about like, oh, we want to reach with this campaign. We want to have 18,000 impressions or, you know, we want, you know, 4% of the 18,000 impressions to become leads and follow that and track these people and like all that stuff. Uh, for us, it's mostly making sure that, you know, it's very simple. Um, and it is kind of going with the gambling thing. It's let's just put the content out and let's see whose heads we can turn with it. So, you know, regularly posting three times a week, that's on the checklist, making sure that we do, you know, one or two educational videos a month. That's on the checklist, making sure that we have a newsletter that goes out recaps everything just in case somebody missed it because even though you got you know a thousand something followers a thousand something followers are also going to miss like a lot of the stuff that you put out so yeah. it's okay to reserve that information like that and then uh you know and then we'll have a couple of like outside goals um you know that are that are on more of the creative side like uh if we have a special event that's going on or if we're <clears throat> taking part of a special event you know so um so yeah, it's more about our KPIs are more about brand awareness than they are about actual conversion numbers or, or anything like that. So cool. Hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any particular thing from you, Don, KPI wise? Um, 
not to be the pessimist, man, but KPIs just irritate me and disappoint me most of the time. So they certainly like, do that. Oh, we put yeah. so much love into this thing. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Um, but that again, that goes back to just like kind of nose to the grindstone of all oh, this. This didn't work. Let's try something different and and evolving it. Um, but yeah, I would lie if I didn't say it. It's just sometimes analytics and stuff get a little bit confusing and, and frustrating and it distracts you from I mean I think where I'm coming from that is I love being creative and I like I love putting out like stuff that's like passion driven mm. and it always does the worst like education that's <laughs> point always does the best yeah it's just not something that I like get super excited about doing but it's important to have a balance of both like we can have our fun stuff that's not really a good return on investment but fills our soul a little mm -hmm. bit more and then it's like all right we did that let's get it out of the system now we could do stuff that's like not as fun but you know is going to have a better result and kind of that's what's cool about having a business man it's just you know you have really fun aspects and stuff that aren't as fun but it, it balances out because if you're just having fun all the time i don't know I guess that's a pretty rad situation, but not always sustainable. Speaking to that, um, from both of you, do you have any specific tips and uh, tools that you would recommend our listeners use for marketing that, that really work for you and why maybe? I think it's like, what's what's your favorite? Yeah. You know, what What is your favorite marketing activity? Whether that be the your favorite platform or your favorite way to get out there and get people to to know and, and learn about your company and your products. Here, I'll start. My favorite one is trade shows and networking events, bar none. I feel like we get the most value um, out of physically being in front of people, shaking people's hands, talking to them, uh, learning about their journey, their business, their dreams, their goals, and how we can best align ourselves to to help them get there. So that that for sure is mine. And I'm I'm known as the the event guy. I love planning oh, events. So do you, don't you? We are definitely doing that. She concurs. Stay tuned. <laughs> for us, I would just say, again, um, maybe not like the highest success rate, but just filling the stoke tanks up of doing fun, goofy stuff with employees around here where we just like start shooting a video randomly and it pisses Gordy off. Cause he's like, dude, we're trying to get stuff done back here. And it's like, well, we got to do this too, man. It's important to show people what we're doing. And you're kind of like battling the people that are like trying to hit deadlines, but also being goofy. And it's just fun to get people involved. And then when the content comes out, he's like, Oh, sorry, I was being a jerk. It's actually pretty, pretty fun, you know, and it gets him involved too. So I think that's the shooting videos and just being silly and just being ourselves is, is my favorite aspect. Kind of that behind the scenes look. Yeah. I like that. I guess the two things like, you know, building, like creating content, video content is always fun because we're just, you know, most of the time just kind of riffing, um, doing the creative thing. And, uh, you know, then kind of getting the feedback on whether or not, you know, that was totally ridiculous or if it was, you know, <laughs> totally like rad or something. And then the other thing, uh, kind of piggybacking off Ross, the, the live events. So in the past, I used, I used to like do all the production for our live print setups. And that was always fun because it's like, you know, for printed threads, obviously we cater to a lot of music festivals, a lot of beer festivals. 
um, you know, we went down to South by Southwest and printed like 900 shirts or something in, in two days across little, like, I think it was six, two block hours or something crazy, you know, and that was always, I always had a lot of fun doing that because it reminded me, it's kind of like, you know, I don't play shows that much anymore, but that was a way for the print shop to go out and play a show, you know? Mm. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, it's so advantageous to do live prints because you're physically meeting people. I know that's, that can be weird now, but you're getting in people's, you know, like line of sight right there. They get to really see what you do, what you're about, and they get to hear your voice, which I feel is, is the most important because that's where a lot of trust is built. So. Very cool. Well, before we do our kind of final thoughts, I would like to share that, um, you know, Ross and feel free to throw your two cents in here, but I wanted to share kind of our philosophy to marketing and what we approach with uh, everything that we do, uh, at least from my mind is grounded in a place of service and all stems like from what I said earlier about being from your partner in print, anything that could um, be served through that message is where I want the conversation to start and really reinforce that identity. Would you agree with that, Ross, from uh, from your side of things? A hundred percent with some cries uh, in there. Um, <laughs> unintentional cries. Uh, absolutely, man. I think, uh, you know, it's the community too. So it's, it's, it's being helpful. It's educating. It's providing content that's useful. Mm-hmm. And it's being a part of bettering an industry you know, from, you know, environmental impacts to social impacts. I think it's part of who we are. And um, that's a fun part of what we get to do every day. For sure. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for being a super dad uh, during this podcast. That's really admirable. Uh, Before we get to that final question, is there, uh, I would love to ask Seth and Dom here, is there anything that you would like to see more of from Rock US Marketing? Slash Ooh, less of. I just I um can't really think of anything, which is probably a solid, solid thing. Um, I think you guys do a really good job. You know, like you've always stayed true to the partner in print, powering the print. I mean, all of the mottos that you guys have had, and and uh, you know, language and narrative that you've spoken have been pretty, pretty spot on from the beginning. So. Um, I wish I had some criticism for you, man, but you guys are doing a pretty rad job. Well, we appreciate that. But open door policy, if there ever is something that uh, comes to you, by all means, we welcome that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, same. I think that you guys are you guys are killing it. And, uh, you know, I I love the involvement that you have in the community on on social and, um, you know, y'all step up for your partners on social media when the time comes, you know, because I think there was a I can't I can't remember. I honestly can't remember if it was. The Rocky West account, or if it was the Ryanet account, but there was some trash talk that was going down, and uh, everybody kind of came to the rescue to be like, "This is like, you're like whoever you are, guy. You're trying to make fun of somebody who has a legitimate print shop, and it's their business and their, you know, their <laughs> baby, and like, like nobody, nobody's here here for you if you're gonna be like that, man. You know, like, but you know, Rock is gonna be there for you know for that person, so." Oh, cool. Um, Thank you for that. You know, for that, for that shot, but it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Very awesome. Well, you've both been very generous with your time. I really appreciate that. I would love to go uh, give both of you an opportunity to answer this. If there would be one thing you want our audience to learn about you or your brand, what would it be? And uh, tell people how they can follow you online. Um, I would say for us, we we always are down to be a resource and in terms of sustainability, how you can implement that into your own business. Um, and you can kind of follow our journey on Instagram. It's probably the best way. We have a little YouTube channel you can check out as well. Um, but yeah, just superior ink, superiorinkprinting.com. And yeah, stoked to chat with you. Thank you so much. Can't thank you enough. And Seth, sir. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can uh, check out what printed threads is up to all of our handles on social media is just printed threads. Um, you can also check out the creative situation. Uh, same deal. All the handles are the creative situation. Um, yeah, printedthreads.com and the creative situation.com. And yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're like, we're big thinkers. No dumb questions. Like if you have an idea, bring it to us and see if we can help you out with it. Unless it's print t-shirts. <laughs> oh, God. right on. Well, thank you Let's both go. for being here. It's been an honor. I really appreciate the value you brought the conversation. Ross says uh, rock on uh, with his daughter, Bella, and in silence here. Thank you, Ross, uh, for joining us as well today. Thank you for listening. Um, we will be back soon. And uh, be sure to check these gentlemen out at Print Hustlers over the weekend in Chicago. Have a wonderful trip. Have a wonderful, safe journey. And uh, continue to press onward. Rock on. Later, guys. Rock on. Yeah. Later. Profound thanks to Dominic Rosacci and Seth Bruton for joining us today. As always, thank you for spending time with us this week and thank you for trusting us as your partner in print. Tune in at your convenience wherever you listen to your podcast by searching Rock Shop Talk. If you'd like to request to be on the show, please visit rock.us slash rockshoptalk. If you found today's episode helpful, please recommend it to a friend who you think may find it helpful as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on social media. And until next time, rockers, press onward.